you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today it is my honor and my privilege to have Sean Litt back on the show. And today we are launching his book on the podcast, on the live. It's going to be January 31st, but today is Sean's book launch and Proverbs for Leadership. And I am just so excited because this has been a project that we've been working on for a very long time. Now, if you want a bio, I'm going to read you Sean's bio because this is a great example of how to write a bio as an authority. So early in life, people told Sean that he talked too much. Yet even today, individuals sometimes marvel at all Sean has to say. Through these experiences, Sean has learned how to harness his tongue and has become far more moderated than when he was younger. Sean discovered over the years the importance of self-talk and how running his mouth could lead to the racing of his mind and land him in self-sabotage while at the same time understanding the importance of how his words affect others. Individuals today are far more responsive and thoughtful about the words said to them And because of the shift Sean has made in his communication, people easily get to know who he is, what he believes, and how he thinks. Now, Sean subscribes to the philosophy that all leaders must be followers first before they earn areas of leadership authority. He also believes that even once someone achieves a leadership role, it is best for individuals to participate in other organizations or groups as team members, not the leader. Ultimately, Sean believes that always being in submission to another leader produces growth that is not found in self-improvement studies or only leading and not following. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you so much for having me here today, Kim. Sean, I love that bio. And we'll maybe talk about that one another day because that's not the focus. But I just wanted to mention that, you know, your bio is about the person reading it. And that's why I love it. We're excited today. Are you excited, Sean? I am so excited. Like you said, this has been a long journey. You know, even the association you and I have had has been about a year and a half. But I started this book 10 years ago and then played with it for a long time and During COVID, I got very serious about it. And frankly, it was when a friend of mine in a mastermind group that I'm in told me to, you know, put on my big boy pants and go find a publisher. And that that began my search for a publisher. And, you know, I interviewed seven other companies before I went with RTI Publishing. There was just something that when you and I talked, we clicked. You you cared about the book. You didn't just send me a contract. Yeah. And it's true because books are, words change people's lives. Mm -hmm. 
And so as a publisher, I take that very seriously. And I think that's important to remember that it's it's words that change people's lives. So Sean, just as we begin, because Proverbs for Leadership, what is the book about? So it's really about the subtitle. That is the easiest way for me to explain it. It's about understanding yourself and improving. If and that's the first step, understanding yourself and improving. If you desire leadership that will produce success in others, it's, it's really a, a book in two parts and then broken down into 30 chapters about how to understand yourself and improve if you desire leadership that will produce success in others. So how to work with a team, how to lead a team. But first it begins with you understanding yourself and improving. I love it. I love it. And you know what? 30 chapters, that's a lot. But I think that topic, if you want to be a true leader, there is so much that you need to unpack in your life. And there's so much you need to learn to be that effective leader. Now, if you're watching this, the book goes live on Amazon January 31st. If you're watching this on the live, if you're listening to the podcast, it is now live and we're going to encourage you to go to Amazon and get the book. It's called Proverbs for Leadership. And you can find it by searching Proverbs for Leadership, Sean, S-E-A-N. Amazon just has a weird thing about not actually giving the book you want in the search. But if you put Sean at the end, the book will come up. And I promise you right now it's 99 cents on Kindle. And it is going to be a read that is going to change you and change how you see leadership. Now, if you are watching this on the live or the replay of the live before January 31st, and you want to get on the list to be notified when the book goes live, go to proverbsforleadership.com and you can put your name and your email in there. If you prefer text notifications, you can put your phone number in. And Sean will email you on the day with the link to buy the book. Absolutely. So, so Sean, what categories of people would benefit most from this book? You know, people have asked me that so many times. They're like, Sean, who is your book for? My book is for anyone that wants to improve. I would say it's if anyone has ever told you that they don't understand you, well, maybe you don't understand yourself. Maybe you're a new leader and you're having challenges with your team that, you know, the interaction isn't what you want it to be. Maybe you've been in leadership a while and it has just, you know, been a clawing event that, yes, you've risen through the ranks, but it's been a struggle. Or maybe you're a seasoned leader and things have gone well for you, but in the changing world in which we live, You need to take the focus off yourself when you're leading, but put it on yourself to improve so you know how to talk to your team, find out what they're about, and put their success ahead of yours. I know that's a long answer, but it's not for everyone. You have to be willing to invest in yourself, as my friend Beth Gifford has told me, multiple times over the years. She she said something to me once when we were talking about one of my subordinates and I was really praising him. She looked at me, she goes, well, he's invested in himself. And, and that has stuck with me all these years. You need to be willing to invest in yourself 
That's yes. who this book is for. Sean, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I love the term servant leadership because it's about you becoming that leader that not only serves, but others want to serve you. Others want to be on your team. Others want to follow you. And those are the kind of leaders this world is crying out for. We've seen so many examples of bad leaders, of people yeah. who have used the power and the authority only for their advantage. And I love leaders who just want to make the world better in whatever they're doing, whether it be business, whether it be personal, whether it be in the church, out of the church. I just think that that is a wonderful way to look at leadership. Let me just interrupt you a second. These leaders, sure. they, they, they can't just be someone, you know, I'm not advocating that you just let people walk on you or no. that it's or that it's a democracy. You know, you are the leader for a reason. Eventually, when the rubber hits the road, when a decision will need to be made, you will be held accountable for that. So it's, it's, it's not a democracy. This is why an individual needs to truly understand themselves and improve. So as they walk forward in leadership, people will recognize that authority and they will want to follow. I love it. I love it. So what are the two biggest benefits that the audience is going to receive from reading the book? I've been thinking about that, you know, because people have said, you know, what am I going to, to learn? And, you know, I, I would say the first thing that is one of the biggest benefits is getting a hold of that ongoing conversation that is going on in your head. You know, we're all talking to ourselves. Whether you're talking yeah. to yourself out loud, whether you're whispering to yourself, or whether your head is just going round and round and round and, and, and round. I, I once heard a preacher, Kenneth Copeland, say, you know, our mind is like a file cabinet. And if you keep looking in the same drawer over and over and over again, you're going to find the same thing. So I, I would say an individual, first and foremost, needs to so a sub answer for the first part stop lying to yourself mm -hmm. and two stop self-sabotaging those are the first things that an individual needs to do and the second thing and those who knew me in a past life will probably smirk when i say this you've got to fall in love with feedback and learn mm -hmm. about it there was a time in my career where i did not like feedback I didn't like when someone said, can I tell you something, when people had different ideas, when people had feedback for me personally. And because I didn't like receiving feedback, the way in which I gave feedback was wholly inappropriate, ultimately, was not in an encouraging, building up kind of way. Even when you have to have courageous conversations, you can still encourage and build up. So when someone, you know, buys the book, they're going to notice that maybe 25 or 30 percent of the book is about feedback. And, and that is just a recognition of the struggle that I had with feedback at one point in my career and what I learned about it and how, you know, I enjoy feedback now. I am thoughtful when I respond, when I'm receiving feedback, and I'm especially thoughtful when I'm giving it to people. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but 
I've gotten hold of that whole feedback loop. You know, I think the thing with feedback is, is that there's very strong elements of fear and it's, it's got a lot to do with your self-worth, right? You don't want feedback right. because what if someone doesn't like me? What if I'm not good enough? What if, what if, what if? And it becomes this trap where you are so afraid you can't handle it at all. It, it becomes rejection and feedback is never okay. There are times when people attack you. Like I'm not saying there isn't in life. Okay. But genuine feedback, you need to switch how you look at it because it's not rejection. It's just like, okay, this is what you're doing good at, but here's how we can make it a little bit better. Sure. And that's how I look at feedback and giving feedback to people. Mm-hmm. You know, there is that fine line of how to communicate, how to have a conversation, how to, you know, the old Oreo theory, something good. Okay, here's what I really want to tell you about where you need to improve. I remember getting together with my son and my daughter-in-law, and she was telling me about her job and how she was trained. They were training her as a new leader to use a sandwich theory where something good, what you want to correct or encourage the person on and something good. And she said, have you ever heard of that? And I started laughing. I was like, yes, I've heard of that. (laughs) It's called an Oreo cookie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The filling's the part that you really want to get to the person, but you got to bookend it with, you know, praise and encouragement. Which, oh. which just seems so disingenuous. Me personally, I would rather have someone say, hey, I need to talk to you about something and then tell me where they think I need to Im- improve so I have thoughtful consideration of it. Don't tell me I'm great. Tell me I need to improve it. Then tell me I'm great. I, I think as a leader, though, it's important to know who you can do that with and who needs that sandwich, who needs that Oreo cookie. Because yeah. you are going to... You're going to find strong people. They don't need the Oreo cookie. They don't. They don't need the brown stuff. Just give them the cream in the center, and they're fine. Right. But you know, someone who's might be more emotionally fragile or maybe not as strong in themselves. That is a good way to do it. But a good leader knows when and where to use that particular tool. And this is such an easy segmentation of society, but it's but it's harder to to get introvert and extrovert. I mean, I am, I am very extroverted most of the time. I have my introvert moments or periods of time. And that's thanks to my wife because she is an introvert. She likes to refer to herself as an introvert who's learned how to be an extrovert. Anyone that hasn't known her a long time would think that she is as extroverted as I am. But when you get to know her, the introvert shines through and You know, it's really important that when you're having conversations with people and praising them with with a broad brush stroke, extroverts like to be praised in public, in front of the team. Introverts with a broad brush stroke like to have that one-on-one praise. They don't want to be centered out. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So this is the one question that I get to ask that's always shameless self-promotion for RTI publishing. So I'm going to make that clear right now. Sean, what was the best part for you about working with a publisher to get your book done? So the best part of working with RTI publishing, because I've worked with no other publisher, so I can only speak to you and RTI publishing, 
is that I was impressed from the beginning that when we first met, although you were recommended to me by Larry Levine, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy from Selling from the Heart podcast and um, Larry's book, Selling from the Heart, you told me you may or may not want to publish my book. There was some brutal honesty and, and you said, you know, I need to read it. And I was really surprised because you were only the second publisher that said they wanted to read the book. Of the other seven that I had interviewed, six were not about reading the book at all, or they wanted to charge me to read the book, which I thought was just wholly inappropriate. And one of them said they read it, but I, but I didn't think so. When you came to me afterwards and we met again, you started talking about things that were in the book and not just in the beginning of it. And you talked about where things could be tightened up. And we talked about, you know, you encouraged me that that, that draft of the book that I sent you, although based on scripture, I had really almost no scripture in the book. And, and you told me, you said, Sean, you either got to lead with your faith or not lead with your faith. You either need to take the obvious scripture references out or you need to have citations throughout the entire book and, and you need to make a decision. So what it comes down to is my favorite thing about RTI publishing is you forced me to understand myself in an even greater way for me to lead faith forward and go through the book, find all the scripture that was hidden and put the scripture in it. And then as we went through near the end of our process and decided that I wanted the scriptures to be standing out a little bit more. So adding, here's an old phrase, carriage returns. So the scriptures were there for people to see if they were standing it and they wouldn't just get lost within the book. Um, you had no problem with that. So thank you for forcing me, for encouraging me into really understanding myself more and producing more of a faith forward, Sean. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate that. So let's just talk a little bit about the process that um, you went through with the book. So talk first of all about before we started working together, because you said you had been working on this book for 10 years. Now, this is going to sound a little funky to some people, but not to everyone. You know, God told me to write this book a, a long time ago. He told me to write this book. And it was just that quiet inner voice that I heard, you need to write this book. You need to write a book. So, and, and that was all, all I heard. So I started figuring out what I was going to write about. And it was originally entitled Proverbs for Business. And I just started writing and then stopping and writing and then stopping. Eventually, I realized that since faith is such an important element in my life, I needed to figure out every area in which I had challenges. And that's what I should write about, but then find scripture where I could meld the two into what solutions were um, and bring it into a real world everyday process. So I came up with, with this list and then I started searching for, well, what does the Bible say about this particular item? Um, for, for example, self-talk and sabotage and self-sabotage. So I started searching for scriptures related to that. I'm not going to sit here and start quoting scriptures. It wasn't just about business. It was about personal growth and, and business. And I've always been for years and years now, somewhat of a leadership junkie. So the idea of Proverbs for leadership came about 
And then I started saying, all right, well, each chapter could be beginning with a proverb from that chapter. So chapter one has a some scripture from Proverbs one, in addition to other chapters, et cetera. And throughout the entire book, chapter 15 has some scriptures from Proverbs 15 and some others scripture. For those of you that are thinking, oh, the book is full of Bible verses. Yes, that's true, but it's not all Bible verses by any means. And it's not the King James with thee and thou. Okay. It, it is from the modern English version. So when you read it, it's words that make sense in today's world, um, yet without losing the translation of what the actual meaning of the scripture is. Then, you know, looking for redundancies, and um, I'm a big fan of Grammarly, ran it through Grammarly, then did all that, thought it was edited beautiful. Then when we got together, you told me <laughs> your book needs some editing shot. And I'm thinking, I've edited this five times. Oh. <laughs> Before you and I got together, I had a group of friends, friends from high school all the way from now, five different guys read the book. And I was given two statements. It's tough love, which kind of cracked me up, soften it up a little. So I softened it up a little. And it reads like bullet points, which considering it's now Proverbs for leadership, if you've read the book of Proverbs, it reads like bullet points. So I think people will enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things that it's a labor of love when you when you write a book and and I am so glad that you did that because it shows that you know it doesn't matter how long it's been, right? You still can publish that book, but you revised it. So yeah. talk about what it was like as we worked through the process. So Working through the process, you know, Kim and, and her team set up a project plan where, you know, they, they were pressing me initially with, you know, Sean, you got to get these citations. And for this chapter, you got to have it to us by this date, and this chapter by this date. So I had to get all those citations done. And then there was the whole editing process where once they had it edited, they would send it to me in chunks and I needed to go through at that point and read it. And, you know, we're working on formatting throughout with the same time and, you know, using word and putting in comments and doing little rewrites along the way. Um, it really distilling things, really sharpening the point of the arrow for the book. And, you know, what I enjoyed about it is that there were, uh, there was the project plan, there were things that had to be done and then specific points along the way, you know, with, with due dates. And, you know, last February, in fe February of, of 22, I had unexpected quintuple bypass surgery, which, you, you know, put everything on hold. This book should have been published probably last April, mm -hmm. uh, but, it just stopped everything. And when I got out of the hospital after 10 days, I thought I was great. I'm cleaned up. It's all good. And I just couldn't wrap my head around doing anything with, with the book for a, about two months. Yeah. And so it, you know, slowed down the process. Cause even when I was working on the book, um, I, I became more thoughtful about it yet. And you all were very understanding about that. We, 
kept pushing the publishing date out. And finally, I want to say in the beginning of the fourth quarter last year, you know, you you just told me, Sean, we're just going to wait until January. You know, we, we were at a good place. But, you know, you, you said at this point, we should just wait until January so we can do a proper launch. And then even a few weeks ago, we, we decided January 31st, not the beginning of the year. Everyone's easing back into work. So here we are, January 31st. <laughs> you know, Sean, what I loved about what you said was... Um... One, well, not love, but let's let's do some introspective here. Because see, sometimes people think that you know your book journey should just be the straight line up, you get it done, and it doesn't happen like that. And sometimes life gets in the way. And you know, one of the things I want the audience to know is is that you know you went through major surgery, like a quintuplet bypass is now no walk in the park, right? And sometimes what happens is when you're writing your book, life happens, and then you need time to deal with what life has given you before you can get back in the book. You thought you were fine after 10 days, and then you realize that, no, I'm not fine. <laughs> and you had things that you had to deal with, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, before you were ready to go back to the book. And I think that's important for the audience to know is that sometimes that does happen, but it should never stop you. It might pause you, but it should never stop you. Absolutely. You, you know, not only do things happen to you, but, you know, as an extension, things may happen to your family because not only did my heart surgery happen to me, well, it happened to my wife of over 30 years. And my wife is a gifted artist. She homeschooled our, our children successfully to our children re receiving uh, scholarships of various levels to the colleges that they decided to go to. Um, she is a gifted artist and she is now a student at Oral Roberts University online pursuing Christian thought. She is the one that can explain scripture far better than me. I explain it in everyday terms, but she digs deep. <laughs> Good save, Sean. As an introvert, not a surprise. So what results have you gotten from the book before it was even published? It's really interesting. The encouragement that I have gotten from people that I barely know, people that I've known for years. You know, when I was looking for people to endorse my work, when we got to that phase of, you know, putting the book together and I sent out requests for endorsements to a good sized list of people. I was surprised both by the people who agreed and the people who never responded to me. It, it was an interesting blend. What people wrote, you can tell that they actually read what I sent out to them. And it, it, it's been very, very humbling for me that people have paid attention to what I've done and what I've accomplished and how I've changed over my career. The writing of the book has also really helped me, and, and, and I know I, I keep saying this, understanding myself and improving. Let me tell you, those of you that are seeing this now and those of you that are listening on the 31st, if you're writing a nonfiction piece of work and you're writing something You'll go back and be rereading it over and over and over again. And there'll come a point where if you write something as long as I did, you'll read it and you're like, yeah, I do believe that, don't I? <laughs> yes, that, that is how I think. Because 
so often we get caught up in the day, caught up in the projects that we're working on that we don't necessarily think about how we think, although it's there in the background in our subconscious. But when you read what you have written, it forces it to the forefront. I was telling you the other day, Kim, that we're now at a point where what I need to start doing, and I haven't yet because I just had this idea the other day, is I need to read a chapter of my book that correlates to the date of the month every day for the rest of my life. And, you know, not be dogmatic about it, that if I miss a day here and there that I, you know, get all sad, but it will reinforce to me how I think. And I'm sure over time, there may even be, be some things where I adjust what I think, but to remind myself of what I think, I will then continuously improve over it. Yeah. You know what? It, it's funny. Um, um, I'm going to a conference. So just the day after I get back from the conference, the 31st, but during the conference, I'm going to be giving people copies of my book, sending it through Amazon. And I thought, you know, I should go back through my book and just give it a quick read. And I found a few typos and stuff like that. Cause to be honest, as you know, the publisher, I didn't take my own advice and get lots of people to proofread it. Uh, so now I'm going back through and proofreading it, finding little stuff, but there's just some things that have changed. And so I'm, I'm actually doing some, small rewrites throughout the book as I read through each chapter. So it's so true. It does. And you go like, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I do believe that. So we want to encourage everyone today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please support Sean during his book launch. Go to amazon.com. If you're in the United States, go to amazon.ca. If you're in Canada, if you're listening in from other countries, go to your Amazon and get the book Proverbs for Leadership. Um, we will have the link in the show notes for you, but you can also just go to Amazon and type Proverbs for Leadership, Sean, and that's S-E-A-N for Sean. How can people connect with you if they've, if they've heard this and they're like, I need to connect with Sean and really just learn more about being a, a great leader? There's a number of ways to connect with me. First, if it's before January 31st, you can also go to proverbsforleadership.com and provide your name, email address, and text number for, you know, periodic updates about the book and about um, improving yourself and leadership. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And trust me, I am the only Sean Litvak, S E A N L I T, like Tom, V A K, in the entire world. I know this, but that's another story for another day. Um, and if you want to send me an email direct, um, you can either go to my website, litvakleadership.com. Or you can send me an email at sean.litvok at litvokleadership.com. So awesome. I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. So I just want you to take a moment because I've been encouraging everyone to buy the book. But just take a moment as we're about to close off here and just share with the audience why you really want them to get this book. You know, people, and I've been having more and more conversations about the book, obviously, as the launch date comes about on January 31st. I wrote this book ultimately, and I realized it in the end, that 
You know, I've been in the business world for a long time. I'm 57 years old. And I wish that when I was thrust into leadership in the 90s, that I had had additional training. Um, and training wasn't a big thing then. And, you know, my boss at the time, he coached me on technical things for the industry that I've been in, but not on how to lead people. And so often now people, it's just supposed to be osmosis still with, with leadership. And I firmly believe that leadership begins with you, with yourself, with understanding yourself and improving. Because if you don't do that, how on earth are you supposed to lead others? And if you don't know yourself and you're not focused on improving yourself, how are you going to be able to listen to those people that you're leading about their cares, their situations, their goals, their dreams, and know how to help them if you haven't helped yourself already? So I encourage you to look at the road that I walked through, see the similarities of what you've walked through or what you've yet to walk through. You'll find it in my book as one of my endorsers said, and, and, and it's trite, but there's something in here for everyone, whether you're a person of faith or you're not a person of, of faith, there is everyday knowledge in this book that we just don't necessarily think about it. And I bring it to the forefront. I want to help you. Sean, congratulations. So proud of you and so proud of your book. This has been an incredible journey that I know we're going to continue because there's, there's going to be more. <laughs> there is. But for right now, I just want to give one last encouragement. You know, I work very hard on the Author to Authority podcast to bring you great experts, to bring you people who are in their process of publishing books. And, you know, one great way that you can just say thank, thank you is, <laughs> You know, maybe forgo that cup of coffee. I mean, it's not even the cost of a cup of coffee nowadays, but forgo that cup of coffee or tea or your favorite pop and get Sean's book today for 99 cents on US on Kindle. So this has been Sean Litvak and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The Extraordinary Word Ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.